You are now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Hair Root, and got our good brother here, Brother Ra. How you doing? My brother, you know, keeping my eyes to the sky and ears to the street, living and learning and applying. How about yourself, King? Hey, man, like I always say, man, I'm, I'm trying to get like you. That's one thing. And the other thing is, uh, you know, trying to make uh, <laughs> my next day today and my next day is better than yesterday or whatnot. You know, just trying to um, take it to another level every chance I get or whatnot. <laughs> yes, sir. Indeed, indeed. Um, you know, but uh, before we get too far, I want to remind you all to make sure you like subscribe to this channel share this on facebook all these different platforms make sure you subscribe to us on instagram at cosmic convo that's c-o-s-m-i-c-c-o-n-v-o and um you know this episode is brought to you by push it forward media group and calaprusha astrology you can find push it forward on instagram at p-u-s-h-i-t-f-w-d and you can find us on the web at pushitforward.com, spelled the same way as the Instagram. Um, Brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Oh, you can hit me up at astrology at gmail.com, or you can hit me up via Facebook or IG at Shechem Ra. One of those threes will ring my one of those three uh, will ring my bell pretty quickly. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, uh, you know, uh, we, 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 we're doing this episode a little late this week. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know, Ra and myself has been uh, pretty busy. Got a lot of different things going on. I've, I've, I've had I've been bogged down with a lot of projects and um, got the short film going and stuff like that, you know, but uh, we here. You know, we we here. We didn't we didn't we didn't lead you leave you astray. So, uh, you know, apologies for the delay. But um, you know, we we giving you all a little preview or whatnot. You know what what we got coming and stuff like that. So you know, there you're able to view this episode live or whatnot. So uh, big up to that or whatnot. And also, I want to give a very 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 special shout out to the patrons out there, man. Big up to the patrons. Or whatnot, you know. Um, definitely, definitely appreciate all the uh, feedback and everything that you all been giving us and stuff like that. Um, you know, as far as the Patreon thing, man, I'm, we're gonna do something special this weekend or whatnot in relation to the show. Uh, we're gonna hit it from a different perspective, from a different system or whatnot. But we'll get into that a little later or whatnot. But you know, here we are. We're at episode 20, season three, and this is 
actually episode 70 overall, so big up to that. That's a good milestone, man. 70 episodes, man. That's, you know, that's, you know, uh, each episode is at least an hour long. A lot of them are over an hour. So, I mean, just look at how much content that is, man. How you feel about that, Rob? Man, 70. That's a nice number right there. That's a nice number. 70, uh... It came a lot faster than I thought it would. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But, you know, here we are, man. So we, we're creeping up, man. We, we're creeping up to the end of this season. Um, you know, we always cap the season at 25 episodes. So we're coming up there and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we got we got some fire shows coming up, man. And then next season is going to be even better. So definitely stay tuned into that. Um I don't have any questions, really, Rob. You know, so, um, you know, you, you, you had something you want to impart on the people before we dive into the subject for the day? Uh, you know, not really. Um, you know, it's just a nice kind of um, breeze that, you know, Venus has moved into Aquarius where... You know, it cools off a lot of the um, negative forces in the world that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, Venus, you know, being in that sign that deals with, you know, brotherly love um, and camaraderie, you know, and seeing things from uh, an equal or equalized point of view. So it's nice that Venus is there where she can, you know, give some of her, you know, calm and cool energy you know, to people where we can you know, get along a little bit better and maybe see eye to eye. No, that's uh, pretty much all I got to say for right now. Um, oh, yeah, Mars will be rock conjuncting Rahu um, towards the end of this month. So that's also going to be quite, uh, can be quite explosive. So folks out there, definitely watch yourself as far as your temper is concerned. Just be mindful of people around you as far as their temper as well. Because, you know, emotion feeds emotion. So uh, that's pretty much it, right? Um, let's jump on in right to today's show. Indeed. So, uh, today we're going to talk about a very controversial, I don't even say controversial, but a, a, a topic that can be misconstrued in astrology. And a lot of times people use it in a very, um, misunderstood way yeah you know and yeah what we're talking about today here is, is debilitated planets or debilitated graha or nietzsche graha nietzsche graha is the actual way it's said nietzsche has fallen graha's planet right and you know we live in a very different world than when these particular sciences were formulated. And, you know, 2,000 years ago, uh, life was pretty standard, you know. Uh, In fact, I mean, considering we take things for granted these days, you know, um, when someone gets pregnant, a woman gets pregnant, you know, it's assumed that, you know, she's going to have the child for all intents and purposes. Whereas... 2,000 years ago, birth was akin to death, meaning life could bring you, you know, tragedy. 
trying to give life can bring tragedy. And so, you know, the worldview of just things that we take for granted was very different. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, life was scarier, but life was taken a lot more serious, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're more, we're Things more exposed were, you know, to the, the, the actual, you know, uh, external threats. We were, we forces were, of nature. <laughs> we were more exposed yeah. to them. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And so the reverence, the understanding, the perception of them was different. Yeah. And, you know, um, I mean, just a hundred years ago, polio, right? was a scourge on the earth mm-hmm. you know a hundred years ago uh, smallpox you know so the advances in medicine and the advances in technology has shifted a lot of the ways that we should look at and interpret a lot of these planetary placements and we're going to see some of that today yeah but for example let's say you know when we look at a debilitated planet you know thousands of years ago uh the you know the conveniences and amenities that we have in life now weren't there yeah so you know life was just a very much more a do or die type disposition right and when you as an astrologer would see these planets it would alert you right Kind of a red flag to say, you know, this is something that we want to pay cl- pay uh, close attention to in regards to the outcome of the person's life and slash destiny. So, in those times, you know, when you would see it, you know, it would definitely bring a sense of um, an ominous sense or ominous feel uh, to the to the interpretation. And again, that's just because, you know, I mean, take for example, you walk in in the forest, right? And a lion or a tiger runs up on you, right? It's a little different than today, right? We have automatic weapons. <laughs> uh, we have, you know, all kind of devices that, you know, can do all kind of different things to try to, you know, thwart or offset any type of uh, imminent danger. In fact, we kill, no animal kills man more than it, man himself now, right? Yeah. So, you know taking that into consideration right when we see debilitated planets we read them with a grain of salt we read them with a um understanding that you know what was conveyed in those times is applied differently in these times Mm -hmm. with that being said there are still some definite uh messages that are com- that are implied in debilitated planets you know one of the things that i see many people do um in their uh, in their attempt to convey you know astrological teachings is they they fail to understand that everything in a chart is interconnected mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the adept astrologers, and you know who you are. I'm talking about the ones that literally speak in terms of um, a very um, 
uh, archaic or simplistic way of view, a simplistic way of seeing things. You know, there's not one placement in a chart that is not changed or offset or differentiated by another placement in a chart. So when we see a debilitated planet, it's one consideration. Yeah. Right. There are numerous considerations. Uh, for example, let's say uh, there's a very prominent yoga in the chart, or let's say that that particular uh, planet that is debilitated is aspected by uh, a benefic or even a malefic. Uh, let's say that particular male- uh, debilitated planet is in a, uh, uh, a challenging house or Let's say it's in a very spiritualized house, meaning the fifth or ninth house, or it could be in a challenged house, the sixth, eighth, or twelfth house, sometimes even the third house. It could be um, to where that planet is in a kindra, in a, uh, a core house, one, four, seven, or ten. Those are all going to be very different outcomes, right, with regards to that de- quote unquote debilitation. And so, you know. I mean, and the factors go on. I mean, uh, the ruler of the planet can change the name of the game. There are even some astrologers that purport that if that planet that is debilitated, meaning it's in a state that has fallen, and debilitation, just as a sidebar, really means that the attributes of the planet that we're talking about, when we say attributes, for example, like the sun, the attributes of the sun are leadership, courage, right, vitality, strength, individuality. Those are all qualities, right, or significators of the sun. When the planet is debilitated, those significators or qualities are reduced or diminished to some degree in the effect that they're not able to produce the highest qualities of what they represent. Yeah, yeah. So, right, trying to keep it in layman's terms so that you understand what we're talking about when we say a Nietzsche Graha or a debilitated planet. So, continuing, right, there are other factors, and some uh, purport that, you know, there's so many combinations that can change. I mean, even, and this is true, let's say there is another planet in the chart that is not connected, aspected by, or interfacing with that debilitated planet, and, and the other planet is strong or placed extremely well, that planet can offset the debilitated planet. Not in a sense that it cancels it, but meaning that some of the attributes that need to be worked on through the debilitated planet can be overcome by strengths of another planet or another um, uh, part of what we have to bring in this particular life. Yeah. So, for example, if Mars is exalted and Sun is debilitated, the Sun stands for courage, but so does Mars, mm-hmm. right? So you have to kind of take engage, right? where these things are coming from again the sun and mars can can give that person right the courage that one or the other may not have let's say sun is in aries and mars is debilitated right 
again, some of these things can just change the factor of how those particular debilitations are played out. Yeah. So, you know, all of those things have to be counted to, to understand if this is truly something that you can, you know, really say is really completely, utterly destructive in a person's life. And there are those examples. I can give you several, right? But nonetheless, right? These are this is this is what a true astrologer has to be. He has to be accountable and go through all of the steps and procedures to see how every single thing is lined up, and then make a determination. In fact, if a person's chart has their ascendant, their moon, and their sun placed well then that can also be a major intersecting or interceding factor in how that negative, how that planet is going to come out in its placement being considered negative. Yeah. If the ascendant is strong, their physical body is strong, their overall innate general life is structured well. If the moon is fairly placed well, they have a strong mental disposition. They don't, they're steady in their mind. They can concentrate. They have decent common sense. If the sun is strong, meaning they have a good sense of self and purpose, understand that their, their reasoning for being in this world can have a decent sense of individuality, not overbearing and can lead, right? Then that planet that is debilitated can oftentimes become something that they work upon and use in order to make themselves better. Right. And so, you know, these are all, these are some of the factors that you would take into consideration and just really understanding how a debilitation plays out. Um, You know, the other piece is that you have to look at this particular planet in what we call the divisional charts, meaning you have to go through and see how that planet is playing out, for example, in the Dwada Shamsha in the D12, which talks a lot about how we deal with our internal karmic uh, karmic battles and really understand how we're programmed in some of the deeper layers of our subconscious. Also how we deal with our karmic outlet as far as our parents are concerned and what we gain from them. That's what the D12 can indicate. It can indicate more things than that. But if that planet is placed well there, right, they may gain some of the attributes from their father, right, or mother, depending on how the planet how the planet is situated, whereby they can still lean in on some of those inner values and inner principles and overcome some of the negative attributes of that planet. So it it goes that deep. It goes to the point where you have to look at every single thing. And one of the things that is talked about is, um, and this is, I think, an overrated principle. I don't know. You can share with what you might think, Atef, uh, if you feel the same way or perceive things from the same perspective. But, you know, there's a big thing called Nietzsche Bang Raja Yoga. Yeah. And Nietzsche, remember, we say is, you know, fallen. Banga means, or bang means canceled. Mm-hmm. So Nietzsche Bang means the fallen is a, gets a cancellation of that state of fallen state. And Raja Yoga is, you know, a kingly 
combination, right? So it's a keenly combination that cancels the debilitation. Yeah. In other words. And there's a lot of different conjectures from different authors and different uh, different astrologers. Um, James Braha is one that definitely you can look into. Um, it's got a few good books out. I personally think he's pretty good because he has a well-rounded, common, sensible way of looking at Jyotish and looking at astrology. James Braha is his name. And um, in one of his books, he really talks about Nietzsche Bang Raja Yogas in that they don't necessarily carry all of the cancellation or the removal of the challenging uh, aspect of that debilitated planet. Yeah. I, um, and it, 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 what, what I, I mean, just in general, just, you know, to kind of even expound on that point, I think, you know, a Nietzsche bong, not even, I think, I mean, I've experienced it, you know, and I see, I've seen it in, you know, various charts. It just gives you the ability to overcome it. It, it. You experience it. Those things are there. But it gives you mm -hmm. that leg to help you overcome it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it does. It does. And, and, and... To a certain degree. You know... Different levels. To the right. I was, right. Because it has to really qualify in houses that are going to allow you to see. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, I have um, I have a very close person in, to my to me in in my life. Um, very unfortunate um, disposition in that he had he's a Virgo ascendant, mm -hmm. and he has Saturn, Sun, and Mercury in the eighth house. Mercury's fourteen. Oh, Mercury's fifteen degrees. Sun is fourteen degrees. No, Mercury is fifteen degrees. Sun is fourteen degrees, and Saturn is sixteen degrees. And he has dim unceasingly has demonstrated that he has a very. Uh, I don't want to say unfortunate, just tumultuous life. Mm -hmm. In and out of jail, in and out of prison, you know, head injuries, you know, stabbings, just all kind of eighth house things. But the crazy thing is that, you know, planets in the eighth house, if they're positioned in a certain way, you get what people would consider nine lives. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, yeah, right. You see that the person goes through some very strange events that could almost be it, that are pot potentially, for all intents and purposes, life they're life threatening. Yeah, and they come out not unscathed, but uh, but amazingly they come out. Yeah, and it's that Saturn in the eighth house conjunct the ascendant lord which also is the first the lord of the first house represents the head mm -hmm. and the man has been in head in the head probably more times than a boxer right <laughs> um and then the sun is there right which indicates a great deal of 
challenge, you know, from from the twelfth house. But it's an exalted planet, so you know. I mean, this is a very unfortunate fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen degrees lined up in a very significant way. You see what I mean? It's a very yeah, that's hardcore life for this person. Definitely, and so you know, I'm saying that to say, you know, that the way these planets play, the way these particular events play out, is that you know, for all intents and purposes. He has a Nietzsche bong Raja Yoga. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But the way it plays is he has nine lives, but he has to experience, right, those tragic kind of fatal, almost or some almost fatal events. Right? He comes out to tell about it, which is the Mercury piece. It's his, 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 it's his ascendant, Lord. Let it live to talk about it, right? But he's in between, yeah, between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, right. So you know, and you know, I, I visualize the brother, you know, finally reaching, and and he's in his fifties. You know, he's he's in, he's he's at the stage of life where you know it's almost. Not too late, but it's definitely going to be, you know, a challenge to to make something of what you will call a life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these are just this is just one example I've seen over and over and over that, you know, these planets they mean business. They do exact karma, but we live in a world or a society now that is a lot less. Uh, um, ominous with regards to um, just regular living. Yeah. So these when because a lot of times you'll see you'll see in the scriptures that when you read it, it's like almost like oh my god, you know, like the person is doomed, right? Mm-hmm. And not so, right? Yeah. One thing I do want to say, and I'd said this before, and I I, I have it rare that I will do this because I'm pretty. Adamant and, and well studied in what I say, but the complainants do compel and impel. I've said before they impel, but I've seen such situations they compel as well. Mm-hmm. So they do both, um, depending upon the karma and how it's situated. Whereas some people tell you that it only impels, and I've, I've in my research recently in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've had to say I retract the impelling only statement. Uh, they do compel as well. And there's circumstances that I can give you just to, for example, this one specifically, um, the uh, 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 a brother uh, for all intents and purposes won't change who he is or how he's been designed until he is recycled mm. and there's very little wiggle room right for a karmic setup like that to into to allow what we have is what we call a will to offset those negative challenges those negative inner you know uh, uh, areas of development yeah so you know I say that to say that these planets, 
you know, and Nietzsche Bang Raja Yoga, just to cut the cap on, put a cap on that, you know, it has to be read with a really strong grain of salt. Like there has to be very strong placements in very strong houses for that planet to be offset. But they, it does happen. It does happen. And the Nietzsche Bang Raja Yogas will produce someone that does rise to greatness, but it's only through adversity. It's only through something that opened them up to see what it was that they were supposed to learn. Yeah. And we, I think we were talking about that, you know, that that's what it does. You know, um, funny thing is, is that, I mean, I would say, I'll be conservative here and say about 80% of the charts, 85% of the charts I see with debilitated planets. Most of the time, there's a Nietzsche Bang Yoga in there somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 where it's from my from the charts that I've read. It's rare that I don't see it there. So, but so just that point that you just made as far as just qualifying it and and seeing how impactful mm-hmm. it is 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 very important because most people who have a debilitated planet probably do have some form of a Nietzsche Bang Yoga in there somewhere. And and you know it's funny that you said that number because James Braha in um, one of his. Uh, uh, books that he wrote uh, an article, a couple articles said that 80% of the people expe- that have Nietzsche Bang Raja Yoga still get the, <laughs> the short end of the stick and 20% are the ones that actually are the ones that really ride out and get that real benef- you know, beneficial kind of placement from it. So it's interesting that you said those exact numbers because those are the numbers that are correlated <laughs> by what he says are the ones that really do provide you know um some type of resolve yeah right and that, and recompense or positive outs offset of the recompense right they they one outweighs the other yeah that's interesting yeah yeah. And you have to have about five, about four or five strong, like you know, because you know, you know, Shekhet, you know, Shekhet, uh, She's got, she's got those, mm-hmm. but you can see it because remember, it's in the, it's in seventh and the tenth, and the ninth. You see, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the ninth houses. Those are powerful. Remember, I said those houses have to be situated in a certain way, mm-hmm. and then it can happen. And I've it. Literally, you're looking at, I mean, she's a walking, living testament to it. So, yeah, you know, we see those, but then look at her, but look at the example. You know what I mean? It's not an average, you know, it's not like that's an average person walking on the street. You know what I mean? So that's why I say that 80, 80, 20 rule kind of, I see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it has to be really be situated right to do, to do all the way the opposite. Right, really, what a can when we say cancellation, right? Yeah, uh, I think those are, that's in degrees, you know. It's like a uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I could think of some you know, one in particular, um, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Powerful, yeah, powerful. It's offset powerfully. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely, and you know. The one thing that all these things, all these particular kind of uh, placements have in common is that it's run through the Dasha system. Yeah. Right. 
And what you're going to find is that during the dasha, uh, the health, the side of the health side of things will still suffer. Right. Mm -hmm. That will suffer. Right. Especially given the organ system or the area that that particular house is represented by wherever that planet is placed and that particular house, that area many times, what not many, most times will have problems. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, if it's the sun, it would be your vitality, right? Which is akin to immunity. Um, you know, if it's Mars, it could be your, your musculature system. Uh, you know, if Mercury, a lot of times you're, the nerves, the nervous system mm -hmm. can be, you know, somewhat challenged. Um, Saturn, you know, bones, you know, sun is bones as well, believe it or not, too. But Saturn, we know, rules the skeletal system, right? And so, you know, Saturn, weak bones, um, arthritis, uh, you know, gout, spleen <laughs> issues, right? Yeah. All those things can be from a. In fact, I know somebody that I'm just thinking about uh, had his. Uh, what was it? A spleen? I think a spleen removed mm. during a planet, during a dasha that was affiliated with a Saturn debil debilitated Saturn. Interesting. Right? So. Yeah, Pisces Ascendant, Saturn in the second, runs a Mars Dasha, has it removed. So, definitely, right? That anytime it's affiliated with a portion of the body, that it is a portion that you definitely can have issues with. Um, sun also can be the spine, mm. right? Right, if there's damages to the sun, spinal issues, spina bifida, right? Those can be issues as well. Curve, uh, what do you call it? Um, curved spine, cricket spine, scoliosis. Scoliosis, there you go. Scoliosis can be also right. Mm. Osteoporosis can mm. be sun and Saturn. So, right, you have to really understand, right, how these things really more Saturn. Than anything, but sun can also indicate problems with the bones. Yeah. So you know, you know, looking at these things, you know, that's when you understand that karma still must play. You know, karma must play out. But how many? Think about it from this perspective. Think about arthritis in the 21st century versus arthritis 2,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a death sentence back then. I mean, one death might as well because you can't, you, <laughs> you know, if you, you couldn't was, work, if you was in Europe, you can't work, you behind. become poor. <laughs> and Saturn debilitation, one of the things they say in the text is poor. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things I have seen is that Saturn debilitation is a great instructor for learning patience right mm. um because patience is how you know patience is a way of saying you can forbear or you can delay right gratification and that is the only way wealth is acquired yeah one of the ways excuse me is wealth is acquired yeah so 
when they say Saturn is poor, Saturn debilitation creates someone that's poor, right? You understand somewhat why. But again, I've seen many people with Saturn debilitation go and kick into overdrive and become workaholics, right? And then burn out from being workaholics, but at the same time do acquire uh, some sort of, you know, financial wherewithal so again it just depends on how things are situated in 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 the chart but let's look at some charts to kind of get an understanding of what a debilitation looks like in this day and time right yeah and they're not uncommon right debilitations are not uncommon yeah right um they're fairly common. My, my my daughter is one of the few people I've seen without a debilitated. Well, that's my. I don't even know a few. I don't, most people I know got debilitated planets somewhere. <laughs> a lot, not all, but yeah. a lot. <laughs> There's a few. I mean, it comes. It, it, it's just not uncommon, right? It, yeah. Moon, especially, because the moon hits that hits that placement once a month, right? Yeah. So you know. Go figure. But, um, you know, one of the uh, charts one look at first is uh, let's look at uh, Sabrina. Uh, Serena. Serena Williams. Uh, let's look at her chart first. And uh, Serena is a bad woman. She's a bad shut your mouth. She is. I will give her her props. Um, you know, life plays out in a way that really does reveal karma is the way it karma is a signature to tell you that you have been here before. Yeah. You know, people look at karma's all these bad and things, but here's the thing: if you really pay attention, karma's just saying that you live beyond the flesh. That you're there is a part of you that survives death. There's a part of you that carries and stores and uses the experiences it garners from various lives to come f- closer to. A sense of self perfection or closer to divinity and her life is all of the lives we're going to see are key testimony that this science this knowledge is when applied properly uh, undeniable yeah Undeniable. Let's take a look at Serena's chart. She's a she's an Aries ascendant, mm-hmm. right? And you know, if you can clearly see her and who she is, you see that she is by far, bar none, right, <laughs> a competitive individual. Man, is she right. right? And that is the telltale sign of Aries. They must win. They must be first. They must be number one. 
they might have to be out in front. They're the leading edge of whatever it is they, they put their minds to do. And this is what she is all about. She is the embodiment of competition. Now, you know, you have different, you know, ways of competing. Obviously, sports is the way that she competes. And Aries are adept. In fact, most Aries that I know, right, love sports or competition in some form. Now, I don't want to get too far off from reading her chart because we've got a few others to talk about today. But just understand that her ascendant lord is Mars. The planet that rules the first house is Mars. And it is in the fourth house of heart. Of, right, of that which gives you satiation. That which allows you to recoil and receive what it is that's going on around you. Yeah. And that fourth house is is it is it contains her ascended lord, which is inferior infuriated. Her ascended lord is on on fire. <laughs> To a degree, and that you would say, "Well, how is that?" It's in a water sign. Well, that the, that's what Mars does in Cancer. Yeah, it to a degree. Let 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 let's say this: a debilitated planet short circuits the intended wiring. Of how the planet is intended to function. So, and this is all debilitated planets. They're short circuited. So, what does a Mars short circuit look like? Right? Anger. Yeah. Rage. It's like, right? it's like hot water. <laughs> Boiling, <laughs> boiling water. Yeah, and if you've ever known, you know you can run through fire. I mean, get through it. You might your clothes might catch a little bit. You might get a little, you know. But if somebody throws boiling water on you, there's none. It's, it's, if I drop you in a pool of boiling water, man, it's a wrap. It, 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 right? You're not gonna come out of that unscathed. And that is the. It's a, it's a done deal, right? So that's the energy that Mars carries in Cancer. It is that over... See, one of the secrets that I teach my students is how each of the signs provides an energetic matrix in order for that planet to do what it does. And Cancer, the one thing that it does... In fact, isn't it odd that the name of the sign is the same name that we use for a disease that grows beyond your control. Yeah. So cancer is the sign, literally, that grows things. Whatever planet is in it, it will grow. That's why Jupiter is ex one of is exalted there, because it grows un unequivocally. Mm-hmm. Mars is there and it grows but it becomes a hair trigger 
right? It becomes an instant instant reaction. No barriers, right? And so you can see this in her disposition. Now, isn't it odd? Isn't it odd that the Karaka for siblings is Mars? Yeah. And if you know anything about her history, her life story, her older sibling was murdered. In and fact, he's not talking about Venus, look, y'all. He's talking uh, the different one. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's another much older sister. Yeah. That was murdered. Right. In fact, if you look at her life in the moon, Dasha is when it happened. The moon rules Mars. Mm-hmm. Therefore, providing a direct connection to some unfortunate event through siblings or an indicator of what Saturn, oh, excuse me, what Mars represents. And not only to mention that, look at what's sitting adjacent to Mars. Oh. Rahu. Oh, well, yeah, Rahu. Right? Yeah, Rahu, yeah. The head of the demon, right? <laughs> so they become demon like, right? In winning, right? They become demonic, right? In becoming number one. And we say demonic, meaning possessed, right? Another way of saying it. And if you look at that face right there, <laughs> that is pure Mars possession, yeah. right? Right. So, you know, she's a great example, but also shows that that relentlessness, that drive, that ambition, the courage, the overwhelming force that she produces rose. It brought her to the top and it's in the fourth house, which is a Kendra house. And remember, I told you it has to be in a house that's going to produce something that is prominent. Not only that, the, the ruler of Mars, which is the moon, it is in cancer and the moon rules cancer. It is in the fifth house, which is a Tracone house, which literally boosts that particular placement as well. But it does not produce a Nietzsche Bang Raja Yoga. Mm hmm. Right. So again, showing, right, that that is, you know, a very prominent placement that can produce wealth, fame, adulation. But think about it from a personal perspective as well. Think about being with that person in a relationship and a conjugal com committed partnership in someone that is there to share and kind of bounce the responsibilities back and forth that that's not something that's part of the conversation i can assure you yeah i mean yeah <laughs> yeah she, she's probably a hard one to, <laughs> she's a hard one to deal with indeed right. but she does have venus and 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 here's the thing she's beautiful venus aspects back to the ascendant mm -hmm. right so it does give her some a physical attractiveness and also gives her some ability to marry. But Mars is aspecting the seventh house. Hmm. Right. And so considering, right, I say any individual that would embark on that journey. <laughs> salute. 
Indeed. Because it takes a very special individual. Right. The next one I want to look at here is Mother Teresa. Um, She's another really good example to show uh, how this kind of plays out. Right. And she's Sagittarius ascendant. Right. Uh, What is the degree there? But like I said, one degree. Right. Yeah. Mula. Yeah. Very intense spiritual person. Right. Mula ascendants create a very uh, staunch uh, individual that stands on their truth, provided the placements and the charter support this as well. But it's a Sagittarius ascendant which will speak truth to power. Right? Speak truth to power in various ways. And what many times Mullah will try to uh, uproot anything that they feel is unjust or unworthy of of human uh, behavior, human consumption. So this is how Mother Teresa was, right? Um, Definitely a uh, humanitarian, Mm -hmm. if you will. Someone that would can be would you would consider to literally be uh, I want to say a doormat, but you would consider her to literally be uh, extremely humble in the sense that she understood that you know poverty and impoverishment and pain, right, is something that uh, is universal. And that we all are human and it connects and we are connected through that pain and through those uh, unfortunate, you know, periods in our life. And she fought her life to make sure, right, that the trodden, downtrodden man, the individual that is, you know, last on the totem pole, the individual that is overlooked, the individual that is not considered, the individual that is... um, uh, judged harshly mm-hmm. for you know for lack of better word for being born into impoverished situations she took it upon herself to make those individuals right the recipients of her care and consideration and um you can clearly see saturn is debilitated mm-hmm. right in the fifth house again the house changes everything, right? The fifth house is a very spiritual house. It's a trying house. It's going to literally give her the ability to teach, right? To administer knowledge, to convey ideas and information to others. But she did this in a way by example. And Saturn teaches, guess what? By example. Yeah. Saturn is not the teacher that will sit and, you know, lecture you and, you know, walk you through a series of ideas and concepts. Saturn says, apply it. Yeah. Show it. Prove it. Right. And in the fifth house, which is what we call the house of past life credit or Puva Punya. She did just that. She unburdened her own karma 
by helping individuals that represented Saturn. See, you know, let me explain this to you. The houses 1, 4, 7, and 10 allow you to express that karma. Yeah. Right? To funnel it or to use it or to to channel it. Right? And that's what Serena did. She learned to channel that anger, channel that uh, drive, that passion into something that could literally raise her to, you know, the heights of sports. Yeah. Well, Mother Teresa did the same thing. She channeled that lack or that 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 challenged it. She channeled that energy, which we consider negative, into something that literally represents what it is that you're challenged with. Mm-hmm. Saturn represents the, the masses. Yeah. Saturn represents common man. Those that are impoverished. Common man. The common man. Mm-hmm. And so how does she unburden her karma? She unburdened it by literally serving that which represents the energy of the planet. Yeah. And you can even see that with Rahul now, of course, in the six. She's like, you know, oh, obsessed yeah. with service. Oh, yeah. Work. And not only that, where is, where is Saturn's Lord? It's in the ninth. With an exalted sun. Yep. Right? No, I'm sorry, no, with the sun, no, sun and sun is on sun, excuse me. Yeah, and it's on sun. Sun is on sun. Yeah. Mudlachkona sun, right. Very powerful. Yeah. Very, you see, divinity is right there. Mm -hmm. The ninth house, the ninth lord is tight. Fifth lord in the ninth house with the ninth lord. But Saturn is debilitated. So all of that is there to serve the common man, to unburden her own karma through assisting those that have a heavy load. Mm. Right? Can't, you can't get any better with the expression of a debilitated planet raised to a high level. Yeah. Right? That's why I'm showing these things. We're going through these so to show you that debilitation doesn't mean you're cursed or you're damned. It just means that this is something that you come to manifest and work on to unburden those challenged areas in your life. It's one of the explanations for the adversity that you, I mean, like you put a, you put a name to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people, everybody, you know, people go through things, but when you look at it from an astrological perspective is this is why this is what it is. This is the thing that you're going through. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. Yep. And and here's, you know, we recognize that, you know, this is a force of, you know, this is a force of nature. These are the forces of nature, you know, that can't be changed, you know. And we've become more knowledgeable but more ignorant at the same time. Yeah. We, we un- understand less about these, you know, these forces the more we seemingly have more technological advancements. Yeah. So the the next one I want to touch upon is Albert Einstein. And most people don't know, right? And you can research yourself. Albert Einstein had trouble in his early childhood in learning. <laughs> 
comprehension was not one of his best subjects. Right. Well, what planet rules comprehension and learning and articulation? Mercury. Mercury. Right. And Mercury is debilitated. Right. Now, we know he had some problems at early childhood and learning, also because of K two in the in the second house, in Cancer. So, second house ruling early childhood, we can clearly see that early education was not um, one of his better suited areas. However, right, that Mercury being debilitated in the in the tenth house again in a house that allows you to take something and focus upon it to i to to raise it to a high level right um it's in the the 10th house right and it rules his ascendant yeah it it rules him yeah right isn't that interesting yeah because he himself right was not a gregarious person Right, mm-hmm. wasn't a socialite. No, wasn't. You know what I mean? So this now he himself is considered an obscure type person. Yeah, but we know him though. Pisces rules obscurity. Oh, we know him. Yeah, but only by way of what? It's work. Right, the cancel the no that Mercury being in a position to facilitate something much greater. Now, Einstein would find out things in a very different way. Yeah. Yeah. Than what, right. Right. He would do things in a different way. way. In a very, (laughs) in fact, they said, he said he found E equals MC squared when he was riding on an elevator. <laughs> right? Which is a right brain way. Yeah. Right? Of approaching a left brain problem. Yeah. Mercury debilitated. Right? And again, it, it just shows now Mercury's ruler, right, is in the ninth house. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, showing the elevation, right? Of that particular placement in that house and again all of these are that 20 to 30 percent kind of rule where the the, the cancellation is being applied to some now serena didn't have any mm-hmm. right um um mother Teresa did hers was canceled just because of proximity to the moon mm-hmm. but and there were some other cancelization cancellations as well however you still see that Saturn and that Saturnian energy playing out to the max. Now, when it comes to Einstein, you see his Mercury energy playing out to the max, but not in the way that is congruent with what we expect. It's different and tailored to that person so they get the best out of something that would be considered challenging. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it distinguished him but it, you know, it it, it was a, you know something that was a you know, apparent challenge. But he he found a way, or destiny gave him a way to overcome it. 
be able to work Absolutely. around it. And he was born into a murky Dasha period, right? Mm. So if he was born into a Mercury Dasha period, right? He was born into it. He's born into learning disabilities, clearly mm. showing it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's right. deep. So, you know, again, showing, right? This is how these debilitations can work. The next one we're going to look at, and let's let's save the best one for last. Let's look at good old Barack, right? Barack, Barack Obama. And old Barack, right, he's got a really nice sad, uh, Jupiter debilitation in the 10th house. I mean, the, in the um, first, house. first house. First house. And, you know, remember we talked about Serena. She can't, She dealt with hers through funneling it through sports. Mother Teresa dealt with it through spirituality or religion. Fifth house, ninth house matters, right? Mm-hmm. Einstein dealt with it through science, right? Scientific discovery, right? Mercury. So they all dealt with it through the avenues in which the planet represent planet is represented. Yeah. Well, so does Obama. Obama, what did he do? What does Jupiter represent in regards to what are the what was one of the things it represents as regards to um, guiding man? It's, it's it begins with a big old law. Hmm. Law. The law. But Jupiter is debilitated. Yeah. And how did he find to mitigate or offset the things that would have been otherwise missing or absent or let's say even challenged to some degree? He found it in the very thing that, right, is what the planet represents. Yeah. It's law. Right. Now, Saturn represents law as well. Saturn is law all day. Mm Mm-hmm. But different side of the law. But they actually are in the same house together. Yeah. So this is how you can see clearly that Jupiter, right, had those things mitigated, right, in his chart. Now, look, he's got a nice overall. The setup is nice. Ascendant Lord's in the Ascendant, right? Moon is in the fifth, exalted, and he's got the sun in the seventh. Mm-hmm. That is a very nice setup, right? able to again mitigate but showing also that he's conscious and aware of some of those inside issues that we may not be aware of that he not to say he's lawless or a hypocrite but maybe that maybe if i don't follow this i could lead down a path to a path that may not be so savory something internally right you know yeah he guided him to that end Mm -hmm. right Mm-hmm. And led him to, you know, quite a high position, you know, most powerful man in the world that we know of. So, you know, again, right, considering this is how these debilitations work out. And this is considered a cancellation. Yes. Yeah. But not a great one, mm-hmm. really, when you look at it, right? Not a very strong cancellation. So uh, it, keep that in mind. To, right? to, to another point. And this is just a quick aside. I'm wondering. I mean, I'm looking at it now because he's he was important in this election, and he's going through a return of both of them right now. 
Saturn and Jupiter. It's interesting. Sure is. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Simultaneous return. Isn't that dope? <laughs> and a lot of things. I mean, yeah, he's instrumental. He definitely was. Behind the scenes, definitely. Um, you know, last in the last election. And so, you know, this just again shows, right? That's how that's how we see destiny, right? We're, we're not going to get so much in the Dasha periods, but he did get elected in the Jupiter Dasha period, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Consider, <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, so last one I want to touch on here is a very interesting one, and uh, I found this one because I really was searching to find one that would really hold more than one. It's like the extreme case. And when I found it, it was quite interesting. <laughs> this is an extreme case. I, I have, I've, I've been seeing too many like this. Uh, Pablo Picasso, right? Uh, you know, Greatness is born out of adversity, folks. I hate to tell you it's the truth, but I over time you realize it it's reality. Yeah. Greatness is born out of adversity. The pressures that Saturn, the pressures that life can produce can do one of two things. It can crack you or it can turn you into a diamond. Gotta to climb that mountain. <laughs> And you yeah. make it to the top and or not. <laughs> this chart Yeah. This chart by far shows the power of the human spirit. Of the divine spirit, really. In that there's a part of us that no matter how much we're assailed, no matter how many issues we're born with, no matter how many things that come about in life that set us back, we can we can prevail and we can continue on and make great things out of things that are seemingly challenge challenging this man has four debilitated planets in his chart four (laughs) wow four he's got the sun debilitated almost by degree and let me let me make a side rule to this as well. Anytime a planet is in a sign, in that sign, so Mars is in Cancer, Saturn's in Aries, and so forth, right? We didn't go down the list, but you can look them up for yourself. Anytime the planet's in a sign, it's debilitated. But if it's at a specific degree, we consider that deep debilitation. Deep debilitation is even more challenging than just being debilitated or in that sign. So it has to be at a specific degree. And when it's at that degree, then it is even more so impactful. And his son is almost at 10 degrees. Right there alone, right? Shows a very unstable individual. Meaning that the degree is very concise in that his disposition to control himself was lacking. Meaning that he had to go to certain lengths to get things done. 
there was not like there's no middle ground. Yeah. Right. Now, Saturn is directly in opposition to this planet as well. And it's at, what is it, 17 degrees? 20 degrees is Saturn's deep debilitation. So it's three degrees approaching, no, three degrees retrograde, excuse me, from that particular deep debilitation degree. <laughs> Aspected by a debilitated sun. That's... That's very um, karmically stacked. Right. Continuing on, his ascendant lord is debilitated. (laughs) That's three debilitations, folks. That's like being born, you know, with faculties that are just like short-circuited in every way. Yeah. And then Venus, last of the Mohicans, last but not least, Venus is debilitated. And then if you look at the chart even further, I mean, look, Mercury is at two degrees. So we have, there's a way you can get in, it's a right brain thing too. Yeah, there's no debilitation. Mercury's not debilitated at two degrees. But guess what is? The moon is debilitated at three degrees. And guess what is enemy to the moon? Mercury. (laughs) So Mercury is sitting in the degree, the administrative portion of that sign where the moon would be debilitated. So again, further intensifying the moon's debilitation. So, you know, the man produced works of art. Yeah, that lasts, right? That still to this day, you know, they're priceless. Man, and he, he and you know, he, he lived a long time too, man. He almost, he, yeah, he like ninety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This goes to show you, <laughs> right? You got to really understand this thing here, right? Because you would think from this, what you see, life would not be worth living. According to the the text that the ancients produced. But remember, we said we live in a very different world. And so this man was a very intensely emotional individual. Intensely. Right. I mean, you know, his creations come out of pain. Yeah. Yeah. Out of deprivation. (laughs) Self-inflicted. Deprivation. (laughs) Yeah. Straight up. Mm. That's a deep one. Venus is in the third house of producing things with your hands. But it, it is in a position that is unhappy. And so whatever will come out of the hands be produced from the ideation process of the third house is literally that which could, can embody the, disench- the disenchantment with human behavior or human life or social life. Mm. Not only that, the moon, which is tormented, which is frustrated, which is in a sense of angst, 
right? It produces something from the soul that touches the human heart, which is the moon. Hmm. The sun in the fourth house, right? The house of peace, the house of regeneration, recuperation of of the ability to even to say I can internalize is challenged. Right? Where there's light, there's a there's an ever ever glowing light where there should be darkness, where there should be rest. There's no peace. There's no, there's, you know, if, if you ever, it's the feeling of not being rested, even though you slept. Yeah. No, no recovery. <laughs> All of these produced. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The, the pinnacle, right. Which we call art, but that Saturn in the 10th house. Right. Impelled him to 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 do it relentlessly, relentlessly, to the point where he couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, right? And God forbid, make love to somebody, right? Or be in a relationship. No, the art form became it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. This is how you begin to intuit and see, right? That life is very interesting. We have many ways to come up with, right, things that we can see from the outside looking very beautiful, but on the inside come from things that are are very uh, unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, right, we'll close shop, right? I think we hit a lot of nails on the head. A lot of good uh, points about you know debilitated planets because we are going to cover exalted planets in another show. So you know definitely uh, stay tuned for you know and and chime in for that. But I think this was a really great discussion and really uh, uh, good way to explore the topic. Indeed, indeed, man. Especially that man, that Picasso chart, man, is a is a piece of work. <laughs> no, that's no, heavy. no pun that's intended. Heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> Indeed, indeed, man. Yeah, these are good case studies, man, for everybody to check out for sure. You know, so, you know, pull these charts up, check them out. You know, the data is publicly available. So, you know, look them up <laughs> or whatnot. But, um, you know, with, 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 with that being said, um, for those of you who are on Patreon, I'm a we'll, we'll, we'll cover a similar topic um, from a Baza perspective. Um you know, we talk about weak elements, right? And, and the conditions for that show some examples of how people work with it and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I might even be able to. Or what about a busted day master? Well, that I mean, that all has something to do with it, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or not. Yeah. But it, but it, it, it imbibes is a similar thing that you know, similar kind of uh, strategy that's employed and whatnot. Um, so yeah, be stay stay on the lookout for that this weekend or whatnot. Um but um y- yeah, indeed, indeed. Um but you know, with that being said, I wanna thank you all for tuning in. Uh this was episode twenty, episode seventy. You know. 
thank you all for sticking with us. You know, this episode's coming out late, but, you know, we didn't leave you hanging. So, um, you know, definitely uh, review this, share this with your peoples and everything like that. Um, and this is a full moon. We, we, I mean, like right now. <laughs> right. Full moon in Leo right now. Um, um, her rope. Yeah. <laughs> we had to get it out, man. Like, you know, we had to, you know, keep it pushing. So, you know. Probably give me a little meditation in right now after this before I, before I lay it down. But, um, you know, with that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And uh, we will be back next week. Um, same time, you know, um, so not, not this same time, same usual time <laughs> in place or whatnot uh, with another great episode. All right. So we're out. Peace. Peace.